You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I am your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us on the show today. But before we get to the show, you know what we got to do. You got to hit us up on all those social media platforms. So open up your computer or open up your phone or open up your laptop or open up your laptop, whatever you got, and uh, hit us up there on the Twitter. We are at TNWPod. Uh, give us a follow. Give us a message. Send us a tweet. Do whatever. Uh, on Facebook, we're at backslash talking wrestling, T A L K N W R E S T L I N G, talking wrestling. Uh, send us a Gmail at talking wrestling at gmail.com. Uh, you're more than welcome to find us on Spotify, where the uh, podcast drops every week on Thursdays uh, on the Spotify. So hit us up there at talking wrestling. Um, if you are following us on uh, iTunes, please rate, review, subscribe. Remember that if you gave us a five-star rating and a favorable review, we will send you a 1980s postcard from the year 1983 of your favorite wrestler. Don't have one? Google it. Find out one. Send us in a review. We'll get the postcard to you. Um, with that said... Uh, those are all the, pl- oh, of course, on Instagram. Well, how could I forget the Instagram? On the Instagram, we are talking wrestling podcast on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, yeah, so that's all the places where you can find us. Uh, send us your tweets, give us a follow, send us your love, and uh, we will send it right back to you. Hey, 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 today is uh, Halloween. Uh, what are you Halloweenies doing out there today? Uh, who are you dressing up as tonight? What wrestler are you going as? Uh, tweet at us and tell us tell us uh, what wrestler you're going as. But in the meantime and in between time, right now, joining me in studio, uh, I just had a great weekend with this guy. We are performing at the Calgary Laugh Shop, and uh, we had great shows all weekend long. This is why I was killing it. And uh, he's no stranger to comedy. Uh, he is... Uh, He's done just for last. He's done just for last forty-two. He's done been on the CBC festivals on television. Uh, you've heard him on satellite radio, uh, just for laughs on Sirius XM. Uh, not only that, um, a couple of years ago he competed in Top Comic Sirius XM, uh, their Top Comic uh, contest, and came third across Canada. Pretty sweet, and uh, went on to open on for uh, open up for Pete Holmes, who was a judge. And uh, this guy drew the bullet. That's pressure, people. And uh, that's a lot of pressure. That's more pressure than Hulk Hogan's headlock. So joining us in studio right now, a good friend of mine, Jordan Wellwood. Thanks for joining us, bud. How are you? Thanks for having me, bro. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling the pressure again. There's no, no, there's no pressure. <laughs> there's no pressure. No, I'm, pumped to, I'm pumped to talk some wrestling, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you did. Uh, uh, so, so that's just... Uh, Let's just get to it. I'll let you know what's been going. Like every day, there's new wrestling news. Today, uh, tomorrow, wrestling uh, WWE is doing a huge show in Saudi Arabia, which is tomorrow for us, but it's probably today for them. But um, this is a big card in Saudi Arabia. It's a big deal. It's a lot of money, um, and they're for the first time ever they're going to have a women's match. So, hell, Saudi Arabia, Arabia. Uh, you know? that's, that's progression right there. That's yeah, awesome. I, I think it's going to be for the progress Saudi Arabia progression title. So it's going to be good, and one of the women will win it, and it's going to be excited. But that's tomorrow. But on the way there, uh, Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan had to do an emergency stop in Iceland. So apparently, oh, no. yeah, apparently the brakes melted, and uh, yeah, and they had to lie and they blew out the tire, and um, yeah, so. You know, what you're going to do when Hulkamania uh, stops in Iceland and fucking runs all over you? That's, I feel uh, like that's like a good potential storyline, like stopping in Iceland, they have to fight a bunch of ice giants on their way to Saudi Arabia. You well, know what I mean? 
I can imagine Jimmy Hart panicking because um, I've had him in my car before. Now, I'm not comparing my car to an airplane, but um, the day before the Toronto Raptor parade, uh, Jimmy Hart was in Toronto, well, more specifically in my car going to Toronto, and he was all yeah. worried about not being able to fly out of Toronto because the parade was supposed to be so massive. And Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and I was like, Jimmy, you're, you're, at the, you're at a hotel at the airport. And, uh, but he was still, he still had anxiety over it. And then all of a sudden he took a phone call and it was Hulk Hogan. He's like, I don't know, Hulkster. I just, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the airport. That parade's going to be really huge. And I don't know if I'm going to make it out. I'm like, Jimmy, I assure you, you're going to make it out. (laughs) I'm like, we're dropping you off a day before at the airport. You know, we don't (laughs) need the first ever airport shutdown due to a parade i feel like that, that would be the most epic parade of all time oh yeah just like the parade that iceland's having right now with jimmy hart and hulk hogan hello like yeah <laughs> like uh while you guys are here and we're fixing your tire can we have a parade with you guys <laughs> we have just a quick parade right around the uh right around the harbor yeah iceland's and- uh you know it, who's like are there any big icelandic wrestlers that you come to mind i don't think so like there's a a lot of the strongmen, you know, in the world are, are hail from Iceland. Yes, but That's I don't. I said, the I, ice giants. I cannot. I do not know of one Icelandic wrestler. Man, it's not even a character. There's not even like a real Viking. I bet you. Character. I, I bet you there are Vikings. So there are yeah. there are characters in the WWE that have probably uh, raped and pillaged in Iceland, but none of them yeah. have ever uh, are from Iceland. Not that I know of. Um, that's no, that's crazy. So Iceland, fucking get inspired, get inspired by Hulk <laughs> Hogan while you're there. Like Hulkley Hogan, Hulk cutting a promo. Yeah, he's like, uh, it's crazy. So, um, so yeah. So since we talked last, we talked about like you have let me in. You knew, you told me that you were you were once a wrestling fan, but now like not so much. But I've started heard good things about wrestling and thinking about going back. Uh, when did you start watching wrestling and, 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 uh, and how did it happen? Wrestling? Well, I think like any kid of my era, I was born in 87, right? So, um, earliest memories have to be those, the big rubber, you know, action figures. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Characters. Yeah. Yeah. So those are just part of the toy repertoire. So that was kind of probably the first introduction to it. Uh, you know, my old man would throw it on here and there. He's a busy, busy working guy, but, uh, you know, we'd watch the Jake the Snake back in the day, Big Boss Man. I had Big Boss Man pajamas. I remember that. Big um, Boss Man pajamas. Yeah, they were pretty slick. Nice dick, not, nice, nice dick sold separately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'd run around, I guess, pretend to be a Big Boss Man wearing these pajamas. But, uh, you know, I guess I, it must have been grade six, so late 90s, um, it, the WCW area, the NWO you know, that was probably my most, uh, that was like my generation in my head of, of wrestling and, and, uh, the Bill Goldberg streak, you know, we all walk around like wearing our NWO gear in grade six. So that was kind of the, the heyday of, of my era of wrestling. Yeah. I poked my head back in a couple of times since, um, you know, there's still some of the, some of the legends still kicking around doing their thing, but, uh, a lot of the guys are kind of unfamiliar to me. That was kind of where I peaked. Yeah, and some of the guys are still around. Like, as I said, Hulk Hogan's on his way to Saudi Arabia right now. Uh, yeah. The last time they wrestled there, um, Goldberg had a, had a match against The Undertaker. See, the That's thing amazing. Is, yeah, well, the thing is, is these Saudi Arabian people, they don't even know who's, who's like, they, they, they want to have wrestling shows, but they don't have any idea about the current product, so they just start okay. asking for wrestlers, and a lot of the wrestlers they've been asking for are dead. They're like, wow. we want the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Okay, we want uh, Hulk Hogan. Okay, he's alive. We want Roddy Piper. No, he's dead. We want uh, yeah. uh, Yokozuna dead. Uh, yeah, Goldberg. Uh, let's give us give us a minute. You know, and then yeah. So Goldberg. So they keep been bringing. They brought back Goldberg. They brought back uh, like a lot of people have come back for these matches, and um, it's just a super card over there in a big stadium and all the royal family is around ringside so it's weird because they sit in couches and okay. uh, and it looks like they don't even care 
like they don't even give a shit what's going on. Yet all the fans are in the stands behind the royal family. So it's weird. But um, you know, it is it is what it is. I can't believe Ric Flair's over there because he's not gonna be able to have a drink the whole time he's there. So yeah, yeah. that's a good point. He's, you're gonna see him like going to detox on on uh, in the ring. I thought you were gonna say we're gonna see him sober. No, but you're right. He's gonna <laughs> go into detox. Yeah, and I don't think it's part of the match, but he's he's gonna be convulsing and puking blood everywhere. Oh, I thought you meant like his like detox, like. Come on, you gotta give the nature boy a drink. That's all I need. Just one drink. We've been having these talks all day. You gotta give the nature man some vodka. So, you know, uh either you think those it's like the Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, do you think the guys over there like is it like where they're just kind of getting caught up on Western culture and uh, you know, they have all this money and so they're just they're just throwing down on all the superstars and they but they don't really get it yet? Or are, are they they're passionate fans over there. Do you think? I think the well, that's the great thing about WWE is it's seen everywhere. So I think they yeah. are passionate fans over there. And the great thing about WWE it is family entertainment. Like kids can like it right through through adults. And uh, I just think it's good. I just I think they want to be more Americanized and they want to be mm-hmm. more. Uh, you know they have to show that they're not they're not in the old school. They're they're trying to you know they're trying to improve. So I think they're trying to do more American things, and bringing in wrestling is one of them. And this was like a huge deal for the WWE and a very controversial one because, you know, like the last time they were there was like maybe a week after that guy the the reporter disappeared, or okay. showed or or it was found. Uh, beheaded? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he beheaded? So yeah, so you know, um, well, yeah, with beheadings, you know, around going on, WWE was like, I don't think the wrestlers have anything to worry about, but you know, it's just, uh, it was, you know, if there's any time that the Amer- an American-made company should pull out, it would have been then. But WWE stayed and went ahead to Saudi Arabia, and they're going ahead. They're on a ten-year deal with them, so. It's uh, huge money for the company, and uh, you know, hey, who wants, who doesn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, yeah? So, oh, no, that's all right. Uh, the problem is, just I just reading this now, um, they're gone to Saudi Arabia, and Hulkster and Jimmy Hart were on an airplane while all the rest, all the other wrestlers, uh, flew in via uh, magic carpet ride. So, <laughs> uh, that, that was a problem. Issue. Uh, that was the real issue, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, did you ever get to go to any wrestling when you are growing up in Winnipeg? Did you ever see it live when you were a kid or as an adult? There were some big events coming through town. I haven't seen it live. Um, I've always kind of wanted to start with, like, um, you know, like a real small venue. You know what I mean? Kind of like how in comedy you start out at open mics. It's kind of similar in wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, So I'd kind of like to go to, like, the low, like, guys starting out developing their characters I, I think i'd like to see that first you well, know what i mean before going to the big show yeah well there's like plenty of places in winnipeg i know well winnipeg is like apparent like it's one of the best wrestling towns in the country because of the wrestlers that it puts out right so their winnipeg right now has two of the top wrestlers in the world uh wrestling for the same company aew uh in being chris jericho and kenny omega um, yes. It also has uh, Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper is originally from Winnipeg, and um, yeah, that's a huge source of pride being yeah being, uh, part Scottish. So yeah, like I'm from uh, Ironfriar, and there's not one wrestler from Ironfriar. So you know we don't have anybody to be proud of. Uh, <laughs> well, they got you. Yeah, they got me, but I, I, you know, I'm not the most famous thing from my hometown because there's a chip truck that uh that's been more successful so um, <laughs> okay. yeah the chip truck hey who wants fries um from wes's but yeah so so it's number two is not bad no 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 but um but when we yeah, had number two is not bad well nigel grinstead's getting a lot of heat on me so i might i might have slipped to number three but uh <laughs> okay, but nigel's a great comic so i'm not i'm not upset about that uh anymore yeah, you can take anymore <laughs> what's that <laughs> i can sorry i didn't hear you there 
Sorry, I said you could take Nigel on a wrestling match. No oh, problem. yeah, I probably could. It probably could. Yeah, but he'd yeah. probably be like, there's this guy named Zack Sabre Jr., and he's not in the WWE, okay. but he's very tall and lanky. So what yeah. happens in is a guy will put him in a move, and he'll just, like, squirm and step out of it. And it's like, fuck off. Uh... That's not wrestling. That's just annoying. <laughs> It's just a technicality. Yeah. He just, he just turns into a worm and slithers away. It's exactly what he does. It's so frustrating. And the guy's like su- such a beanpole that um, it's very hard to imagine him beating guys that are all like, you know, built like fucking brick shit houses. you know? So it's true. Yeah. But that's I'm the- from the era of like half of it was, you know, it, half of the appeal was, you know, the wrestling and the pageantry, but the other half was just these monsters, just these bodybuilders destroying each other, right? So now I feel like, you know, in doing a little research for this podcast, uh, you know, I was checking out some of the newer stuff. Some of these guys are, are, are beasts, no doubt, but like, I feel like a lot of them are just like, look, look more healthy, regular fit guys than like these, yeah. just these monsters. You know? it, it so I guess to... they're trying to break down stereotypes and. Well, let the skinny guys have a, have a shot. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's like, why did it all have to be giants in wrestling when you have the heavyweight category? So you have the heavyweight yeah. title, which means you have weight classes. So it's why, true. Why can you not have smaller wrestlers? Like, yeah, no like just do do. It's because they have weight classes, and then they take the smaller guy and they put him up against the big guy, and it's like, oh, okay, we got. You know the big show against Rey Mysterio Jr. How's this going to turn out? Yeah, and it, and the answer is entertaining. That's how it's going to turn That's out. True. One of the best people love the mismatch. People oh. love the underdog. They love the mismatch. They love. Uh... You, you know did... that's how the UFC started, right? It was. I remember seeing those tapes when I was a kid. It was uh, uh, World Wrestling Championship, right? And they're like, let's see what a sumo can do versus a jujitsu guy. Oh yeah, vice versa. Like, yeah. Yeah, or that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, totally. And it's just like. You know, let's watch, like, one of the best, um, one of my favorite, well, okay, so as far as WrestleManias go, uh, sometimes they'll bring in a gimmick headline match, and one year they did uh, Flay, uh, Flay, (laughs) Floyd uh, Money Mayweather against, uh, they had him go up against the big show. So it Ah. it was wrestling's largest giant, who was seven foot five, against... Uh, little Floyd Floyd Mayweather, who is the arguably the greatest boxer of all time. Um, I don't think you can even argue it. I think he's got that record. He's got that record, but you know, it's just he, you know, best he, defensive. He, he doesn't have the knockouts. Like you know, he's no, not he's like the best defensive fighter. Exactly. He, you know, is but he. So, anyways, you think what this match is going to be a stinker because every big show wrestling match. Every big show match in WrestleMania has been a stinker almost, except that's a good point for this one. This one is because they do have him in WrestleMania going against a sumo guy, and it's just okay. two giant guys in big diapers. I'm like, look at, I don't want to watch this, you know, like, no. and then but against Floyd uh, Mayweather, it was the best match, and it was so well done, and it was so entertaining. The build up and everything was fantastic, and. Uh, yeah, David versus Goliath is a story done time and time and time again. Like fuck, even Knight Rider did it. So you yeah, know, good point. Yeah, Knight Rider did it. So it's just like if Knight Rider's doing it, it's worthy of doing. Um, <laughs> that's the way I look. I'm like, you're like, what about the Bible? I'm like, eh, hacks. Anyways, um, yeah. So that that's cool. That's cool. Like, uh, Winnipeg is a hot wrestling town, and uh, it's great. it is. You know, like. Jericho, uh, I think he's got the key to the city. He's got the key to our town. Yeah. A um, couple other, uh, yeah, I kind of, you cut out a little bit before, but uh, there's a couple guys on, like, the lower end circuit that used to do comedy shows. And I, they just look like these big, you know, bouncers or something like that. And yeah. I remember talking to one guy on his birthday. Um, and, uh, yeah, he turned out to be a professional wrestler back in Japan. So I guess, I guess Winnipeg is a hotbed. Maybe I should get into it. Yeah, well, stops stops working out. Well, you're in good shape, and you got a you got a, a nice tattoo on you. That's a good start for any wrestler, I think. <laughs> That's all you need, baby. Yeah. I see a character. I need a you know. Should I, should I go heel or should I keep? I uh... I think we're gonna make you a heel, and you're gonna be from Iceland. I think that's what we're gonna do. Hey. So Sven or Jorgen Bjorgen, something like that, and then you're gonna have to yeah, start. I could just... 
drinking Iceland vodka. Uh, that's yeah. Some... I could shave. I drink. Uh, I drink polar ice, which I think is from Alberta. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's polar ice. Is yeah. like everybody's uh, everybody's first uh, vodka when they're a kid because they're like, if you freeze it, you can drink it without tasting the alcohol. <laughs> and that's the whole that's thing about the polar problem. ice is you're you're supposed to freeze it, keep it in the freezer, right? The vodka. So it's true. Yeah. Oh no, no. But I feel like. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I could just get a hand, a uh, hand on vodka, head out there. But like, I like, I just the guys. I just think they're enemies, right? They're the bad guys and mighty ducks. Um, you know, like if I got like a crew cut, maybe like you know, I'm pretty blonde, so that might work. I don't understand how Iceland can be so much ice when it's right next to Greenland. Is Greenland That's ice, or has Greenland got green ice? Is Greenland summer? It is Greenland for breakfast. Do you have green ice and ham? I don't know. These are things <laughs> that I often wonder. Uh, did you? We'll watch... never get to Iceland. We will never know. Well, no, no, we'll never know. I uh, actually, the first time I heard of Iceland, they said, "How?" They asked the Beatles one time, "How do you get to America?" And they said, "Fly to Iceland and turn left." That was <laughs> their joke. Nice. Uh, did you watch? I wonder if the comedy scene is there in Iceland. Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Very, you know what? There are people that have been there. Like Jason Rouse goes there, so I would imagine that there is a scene, but uh, I can't imagine what that scene's like if Jason Rouse is there. It's like they like devils and comedy <laughs> things. So yeah, it's like the Danish, right? They're kind of they're a little subdued. You know what I mean? Like they're a little deadpan. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't Dan- know how that humor would roll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, did you get a chance to watch Raw last night or two nights ago? Or I did. three okay, nights so ago. So this is what I did. I looked up I looked up some I was trying to find some highlights. Yeah. Right? So I was checked out the highlights and I don't know if I got the right one. Whoever put this YouTube clip together might have been high. Uh it was very chopped up, but basically there's these two Japanese girls, one of whom was like spitting paint uh in people's faces. And that's kind of all I saw. Like I'm like I don't know yeah. who these people are, what they're doing. Yeah, well, it those, was fun though. It was fun to watch. Those two girls are the Kabuki Warriors. Now, okay. I now what happens is they were wrestling on their own. One girl's name is Oscar, and she's amazing, okay. and she spits green mist. The other girl is it like a poison? Is it like a is it like a reptile? And- Mortal Kombat kind of yeah thing. yeah it is it you know it 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 temporary temporarily blinds you and it freaks you out because you got green shit all over your face it's so true. No one likes getting spit in the face. yeah like and and when they did it to Paige Paige went from like looking like hot to looking like she cast the lead role in Wicked you know <laughs> um, exactly yeah for those of you who don't know. Wicked is a spinoff of The Wizard of Oz, so she looked like the witch. Um, anyway, uh, the Oscar and Kari Sane, the Kabuki Warriors, are two amazingly talented women wrestlers uh, from Japan. And uh, they just put them together because they're both Japanese. So you go together, even though they probably speak different Japanese languages. Um, but one anyway. could be from Kentucky for all we know, right? Like you never, you never no, know. They're pretty Japanese. Um, okay. They they <laughs> right. they cut their promos in Japanese, and uh, gotcha. people from Kentucky don't spit green mist. I don't know if you've researched Kentucky mist spit, but it is usually um, brown from tobacco. Uh, okay, but never, never. So yeah, that would be like yeah, it would just be like a dirty spittoon blast instead yeah. of a green, yeah, dragon, dragon jizz. And how would you feel like if your face all of a sudden looked like George the Animal Steel's tongue? How would you feel? That's a good point. Yeah, that you would be point. happy. You're like, oh my god, I look like a monster's tongue. Uh, so uh, I'm curious to know how much green paint she's drinking just on a regular basis. How much of that she. I don't know. It goes down the hatch. Yeah, maybe maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe there's something about green paint that tastes delicious. So like um, like remember the dragon? Remember the dragon? He would shoot flames, right? Yeah, yeah Ricky the dragon steamboat. Yeah. He would shoot Yeah, how many dragon breath? How much like lighter fluid did he swallow over the course of his career? Like that's what like a lot. Who knows where he's at right now? A lot. But but it, but it's not as dangerous as you think because as much as Ricky Steamboat has swallowed that uh, lighter fluid 
I assure you, Gene Simmons from Kiss has swallowed more. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, you get it in your mouth and it just means the rest of the night you're spitting, spitting, and spitting out that flavor until you get a bunch of beer in there. So, That's good. Uh, that would, and the poor Gene Simmons doesn't drink beer, so he doesn't have to do that. Did you know that one time Gene Simmons, uh, they actually had a wrestler in WCW called The Demon? And it was basically Gene Simmons, and then the guy dressed up as Gene Simmons went and wrestled. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Did Gene Simmons get involved at one point. Well, Kiss played Nitro one time. Yes, and then yeah. they unveiled the the Demon. But the idea was it was supposed to take off, and they were supposed to introduce the other three members as wrestlers as well. And they would go uh, on to wrestle, but it didn't work. So oddly enough, so though, the Peter Stanley guy would have been like the kitty. Yeah, like, there would have been a cat wrestler who would have been dressed up as a cat wrestling. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah, well, I that think the, I think the cat might be the best because you know uh, because it would be you know it's a cat. It's very agile. And um, yeah, but it's not like a it's not like a cougar or like a mountain lion. It's just like a whoa, whoa, cat, whoa! You know? What what members of Kiss are you talking about? There's no cougars and mountain lions in Kiss. No, I know it's just, just spaceman. There's a spaceman and a, and a laser brain, and a demon, and uh, but those are your four. But the cat might be good because you know cats have nine lives, so at good least point. at least at least nine matches. Um, cats would also be more likely to do well in cage matches. Because there used to be True. the cages, um, you know. So I think the cat might be a good wrestling character, but it didn't work out. So uh, it turns out the misfits were already wrestling as the misfits. So um, yeah, I don't think Kiss were actually worked as uh, wrestlers, and it failed miserably. But this is actually I think they would have had to pay royalties to to Kiss. You know what I mean? Like he he franchises. I don't think that guy does. Let that go for free. You know no, no, mean? yeah, they'd worked out a deal, and and it just it never took off. Like it just, yeah, it was nobody was buying into the Kiss monster as a wrestler. You know, it was just that's fair. It's sometimes, uh, you know, Kiss can merchandise itself and work its way into certain places, but sometimes it's just too much. And in that instance, I just think too much. Like, what's next? We gonna, <laughs> you know. Who's gonna come in and fight Kiss? Is Guar gonna come in and fight Kiss, or is that's you know, a good point? You need some like you know Metallica can come in there, yeah. Uh, you know, some sort of biker type situation. There's not a lot of bands that you could put in the wrestling ring and they could just have a match. It just, Twisted Sister, maybe Twisted Sister, maybe D. Snyder does look like a wrestler. Yeah, he looks yeah, like he could yeah. tag up with the Ultimate Warrior, and yes. uh, they could have or a good the, match. For sure. Um, speaking like so, this is ha- being Halloween today. Um, do you do you like w- what wrestlers do you think of that can fit the Halloween theme the most? Uh, okay, well, well, okay, we'll do this. What wrestlers do you think are dressed? People dress up the most for on Halloween, and the other one is um, what wrestlers do you remember that would be the most Halloweeny? Like. You know, like Kamala the Ugandan Giant. That is definitely a Halloween-type monster wrestler. You know, or The Undertaker, think, or Kane. Those are all... I think the Sting is a good one, right? Because you can get that makeup on, and, uh, you know, you get yourself a bat, a toy bat. You put the makeup on, you're Sting pretty easily. You can, actually, you can actually buy the Sting costumes, for kids. That's not fun though. Who wants to do that? Who wants to? You gotta get the. I hate the plastic, the plastic face mask. No, no, you know it's I mean? not a plastic face mask. You get the, uh, uh, you get the belt and you get the tights and the boots. Oh, that's not bad. And then you have to do the sting makeup. So, okay, okay. yeah, and it's a, and it's the surfer sting, not the crow sting. Like there were two different uh, stings. There was like, there was like surfer sting. From back in the day, fighting Ric Flair. There's Wolfpack Sting with the red makeup too. That's true, and that's the crow, the crow Sting with the Wolfpack makeup. And uh, Sting usually these days is the Wolfpack. I mean, not the Wolfpack, but the Crow Sting. Uh, it's very yes. seldom you see him as Surfer Sting. So, ah. anyway, Sting was friends with RoboCop. I don't know if you know that. 
And one time, and well, this is Halloween. So one time, uh, Robocop, um, Sting was in a cage and he could not get out and stop the bad guys. And then fucking Robocop comes down to the ring and fucking just opens up the steel bars and lets Sting out. How about a hand for Robocop? Yeah. He'd be like, come with me if you want to live. Or that's the Terminator. But anyways, whatever Robocop's Free scumbag. Kind of... I think he's got one of those. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's Police Academy. Freeze scum. <laughs> or that's Freeze Dirtbag. Um, Dirtbag, yeah. No, yeah. But anyways, Robocop saves Sting. So if you're ever thinking about going after Sting, think about the repercussions. Good call. I'm going to check that out after. I, I got like some homework to do. Oh, yeah. You so, can you, you can type in. Just type in, just type in uh, RoboCop Sting right now, and just uh, see what happens. <laughs> see what's going on. Well, not right now, I know, but after uh, the show. Yeah, for sure. In today's modern political climate, I feel like picking wrestlers like you got to, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to '80s characters, uh-huh. a lot of stereotypes out there. You you might run into some trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like some yeah. of the voodoo characters. Um, Papa Shango. Yeah, exactly. Like you might run into some trouble. I think doing that nowadays. Oh, oh no, no, no! I think the trouble is when you do blackface. Papa Shango had white face. Um, he was a that's black a guy. Point. He was a black guy wearing white face, and apparently that's not offensive. Um, but it's... <laughs> no, it's not because the Wayans brothers do it every fucking movie. So how could it be? How could it Chappelle. be offensive? Chappelle, Eddie Murphy. You know, the white face thing is not offensive. We're not white people are not. I don't know if it's not offensive. Or if white people are not allowed to be offended, but all I know is uh, white face not accepted, uh, black face no, white face accepted, black face <laughs> yeah, no, not accepted. Not. Don't put on if you're gonna be the junkyard dog for Christmas this year. Remember, do not wear black paint or black for Christmas face paint. too. That might be a, yeah yeah that might be a tough one. I don't think a lot of people would go out as a junkyard dog anyway because he's been gone for a long time. But uh, that is true. If it's a deep cut, like I feel like you know you'd get you get a couple. I like those costumes. I like the ones where people, you know, four people recognize that you're dressed up like, you know, someone from Blade Runner or, you know, junkyard dog. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen anybody dressed up as wrestlers for Halloween or as a good wrestling character for Halloween? I feel like got like if there's like someone who's like a real into like CrossFit, yeah, you know, like it's an excuse for them to go as the warrior or a macho man, yeah, you know, or like a Spartan from 300. So you get those guys are typically the ones who yeah. chuck on the speedo, go down to the bar. But um, you know, if I were to do it just because of my my body type, I might go hacksaw. You know, that might be my go-to. I got a beard. I wouldn't have to shave. Well, I I got a hairy chest. I you know, look like hacksaw. You get a little two by four, and you're good to go. Yeah, I got long hair uh, and and a beard, and I can make one eye go cross-eyed, so I look like there hacksaw. And I and I, did you say you worked with hacksaw one time as well? I did. I got to I got to open for him uh, when he came through to Winnipeg. Yeah, and, how, and did, uh, how did you like my it? whole set? It was he was a super nice guy. Like he was an absolute beauty of a person. Um, super interesting stories, like. A lot of these guys, the older wrestlers, like, you know, they tour clubs and stuff now. Yeah. And they just tell good stories. And, uh, you know, they know how to kind of hold court. And then they'll do a bit of a question and answer type thing at the end and, and give you kind of the behind-the-scenes scoop. But well, to uh, me, definitely I could tell their crowd was not there for me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, to me, um, I love these shows because, number one, wrestlers are story They are storytellers. And for sure. number two, um, a lot of these wrestlers were – the wrestlers that are good at doing this were the wrestlers that could cut good promos. I've noticed. Yes. And there's an and improv. there's an improv involved. Exactly. And uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is no stranger to cutting decent promos, and uh, also like he's not like the Roddy Piper promo that's just gonna blow your fucking mind and be the best. But Hacksaw no. Jim Duggan was very simple and very entertaining, and you know what? His, I don't know if you noticed the size of his fucking hands. But oh, you, dude, that guy's got the biggest, like, biggest meat paws I've ever seen in my life. Just banana fingers. It's crazy. There's, you know, and, and it's it's so funny. Like, there's a legendary story that I've told and other wrestling fans know about Hacksaw. So when I was in college, a, a card came through Ottawa, and Hacksaw was on it. 
and my buddy served him at the Villa Deli, which used to be across the street from where the Ottawa Redblacks play. And okay. uh, But it's not there anymore. But it used to be a bar there. And Hacksaw was across the street drinking before the show, and he had 18 double vodka orange juices. 18 Oh, my of God. That is like heartburn. Yeah, Central. exactly. Like a screwdriver or two, I don't mind. Yeah, well, like... he had 18 of them, and he pounded them back, and then he went and wrestled. So That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan was involved in one of the most important days in wrestling. It's called, I like to call it, uh, we all know in rock and roll there was the day the music died, but in, in wrestling there's the day the kayfabe died. And uh, the day the kayfabe died was the day that the police pulled over Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who was in a car with the Iron Sheik, and they were yes. smoking and they were smoking drugs together, and yep. uh, and everybody was like, "Well, wait a minute, isn't the, the aren't they enemies? Like, isn't the Iron Sheik against America? <laughs> and isn't Hacksaw Jim they were like these heroes were doing blow? They were well, they I were bummed that they were hanging out. That's that's the thing is like is like and number one none of the drugs were hacksaws uh they were all the iron sheiks and number yeah. and, and the iron sheik just missed his ride so he had no other ride at the rental and he's like i'll go with you jim and jim was like okay they didn't even think about the repercussions they get pulled over they have drug paraphernalia and they have pot with them and and other drugs with them and then it makes the news and i i said because I said to him afterwards, because he didn't really answer it, I was like, so was Vince McMahon more upset about you guys getting caught with illegal substances that would make his company look bad? Or was he got, or was he upset more about the fact that you two got caught together, which broke kayfabe? And he was like, the second. And I was like, uh. and I was like that's crazy that, you know, something that is, you know, is not even a thing. Is is more upsetting to Vince McMahon than his wrestler cocaine? Who cares? Everyone uses cocaine. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You can fix that. That's a redemption yeah. story. But you can't break that fourth wall. You yeah. Know? He goes. But now that everybody knows your friends, how can we fix that? <laughs> it's like write it into you a story. Write, write it into a storyline that they were friends. You know. Maybe, <laughs> He's just helping like, him. Yeah. It's so crazy. But yeah. that was the day the kayfabe died. And uh, and I remember it happening because you're like when you read it in the news you're like well this can't be right they're not even friends but you know uh, what I know for sure is marijuana brings everybody together so it's true it's true it does. well drugs in general but um, yeah. yeah so anyway that 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 is a great story about hacksaw and uh, hacksaw very entertaining very entertaining and totally. and uh, some great hacksaw moments. Throughout, uh, I got to uh, I got to open for Jake the Snake Roberts as well. That was those are my two now, the two I, guy wrestling guys that I've I've got to work with in the past. How was I, it similar? How was it working with Jake? Because I I never got to work with Jake. I haven't worked with him yet, and uh, I've never I haven't I haven't had the chance to meet him yet. And uh, what was that experience like? It was exciting. Like he came through, and it's it's it was similar with with Hacksaw. Like you, the first thing you mentioned is the first thing you notice when you meet him. His hands. Um, similar thing with Jake. Like you realize he's a big boy. Like he's a big dude. They're both Um, huge. I'm about, they're huge. Yeah. I'm about six one. Um, so when someone's towering over me, it's, it's, it's very noticeable. You know what I mean? Like I pick up on that right away, but yeah, you can tell too. Like I always say, you can tell like an old, like an old guy, like you can tell he's tough. You just look at his hands cause you'll see his knuckles are scarred up. They're all kind of bony and, and used. So you can tell he's been through the ringer. Um, he's also, a lot of his act was, uh, was kind of him talking about recovering from drugs and addiction and stuff. And, and he talked about the snake and, uh, yeah, man, you could tell that guy's lived some life, but those are the best storytellers, like you said. Oh yeah. And he is so good because again, you look at was, how was Jake the snake's promos in wrestling? He was one of the best. Sorry, you cut out on me there. How was Jake the snake's promos in wrestling? He was one of the best at his promos. Like, he was so oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, like he was the guy that inspired Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin used to be like DTA, don't trust anybody that Jake the Snake was saying that long before Stone Cold Austin was, and, uh, was the Texas Rattlesnake long before, well, he wasn't Texas cause he's from Little, uh, 
or Smoky Mountain, Georgia. But um, mm-hmm. but you know he was the original rattlesnake. Like, do you remember the horrors of Macho Man's wedding when uh, Elizabeth yeah. opened up the gift and there was a fucking cobra in there? That's I love how he had access to like it wasn't just a python. Like he's got cobras. He's got probably yeah. poisonous asps. You know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he's also and the product- thing is when he told his story, he's like he's he basically told the story of how like he had zero snake knowledge. No. He just kind of was like, well, this will be a this will be a fun character, and then like, you know, he's not an animal expert. He's not even like a reptile fan, but he just kind of rolled with it. I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah, there are times where that snake would be in the trunk while they'd be out drinking every night. You know, <laughs> like he would have to carry that snake like through airports and everything. He's like, yeah, what do you got to declare my snake? You know, like it's yeah, yeah. it just it must have sucked having to travel around with a fucking. 20 foot python in your trunk every fucking night whereas well, how many you know, did he go through that can't have been the same snake the whole way through well there have been stories where he's left it in the trunk and the fucking snake froze to death so he had to get another fucking snake like <laughs> like there's like there's like that's why he switched to smaller snakes later on because he's like yeah fuck these 25 foot pythons i'm just gonna use a cobra from now on you know now he's just up there with a gardener snake. Like, <laughs> you know, I got like 50 of them. He's throwing them into the crowd. Yeah, but equally as effective, people are afraid of garter snakes, you know? It's true. Like, it's true. It's, yeah. it's like he's holding a water snake. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he, if he... And maybe he buy in bulk, it would be nice. Yeah, in a bad day, he's like, I don't I don't have... I, I, I lost my snake. He goes to the grocery store, buys an eel that's like fucking dead. He's just like got a fucking flimsy eel in his fucking hand, flipping around. <sighs> Uh, that could work. It could work. Uh, you know, uh, who knows? Um, now that's that's crazy. So you work with Jake. You work with Hacksaw. Um, what is are there? And you're going to start going. You said you might check out an indie show in Winnipeg. Uh, are there anything else in the wrestling horizon that you can see yourself doing, or anything going on? Uh, well, the thing is, we have a show. Uh, a good friend of mine, George Funny Comic, Mike Green. He puts on a monthly show called the Battle Royale. Yes. Um, Tell us so, about this. Yeah, so it's like a. It's basically you'll get teams of three comics. It's all stand-ups. Okay. And he's kind of over the years, he's kind of changed the rules and kind of figured it out. But it's it's a fun show because it's it's more of a spectacle and it's a little bit team based, which stand-ups aren't used to. So you get a few different teams of three. You go up there. You have to do a draw uh, for topics. So you get like you know it could be something random. Sometimes the audience members write down topics that they want to hear uh, on paper and then you get your topics and then you got five minutes to write some jokes or if you have some jokes that kind of pertain to the topic yeah and then you go up like kind of tag team style yeah and uh you rattle off i think it's like an eight minute set and then you know the, the audience judges which team's the best and he even had a belt mate so we got there's a battle royale belt yeah and uh it's fun because it kind of allows for a little bit of pageantry you know we get intro music we get really hyped up. There's, you know, in order to decide who goes first, we do uh, we do a roast joke. So we kind of roast each other off the top. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, a little bit of shit talk, wrestling style. So I want to few of those in my day. And uh, now we got the belt. It's kind of fun afterwards. You kind of pose with the belt and, and talk some shit and kind of get into the get into the hype of it. So he tours it around now. Uh, he's taken it to Edmonton a few times. I think he's going out west with it. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, that's always a fun thing. Yeah. Well, they do a show in um, in in uh, Toronto called Rap Battles, but there and and Bret okay. Hart, and Bret Hart is even showing up at Rap Battles, and uh, That's and Gary Ryder, the the owner, who threatened to sh- he's an evil owner of Comedy Bar, he threatened to shut down Rap Battles many many times, and they said uh, you know and no none, none of the comedians want to stand up to Gary Ryder because they don't want to lose stage time, so they brought in someone to stand up to Gary Ryder. And it was none other than Brett the Hitman Hart. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you how this went down. Gary Rideout got the sharpshooter slapped on him right in the middle of the comedy room via Brett the Hitman Hart as the rap battle brothers, Freddie and uh, Ravis and Miguel Rivas, fucking cheered it on. And it was epic and awesome. And That uh, is epic. That is so epic. That man is a national, national goddamn treasure. He is a national goddamn treasure. And uh, and I don't understand why the Hart House isn't a uh, isn't a uh, heritage site. Uh, you know, good it's, point. it's it, a good you know, initiative. You know, it is a heritage building, 
because it used to be an orphanage before it was the hard house. But oh, well, that's um, I <laughs> but I'm like, but I'm like, none of those orphans were even good wrestlers. So who cares? It's true. Yeah, let's talk about the wrestlers that Stu Hart created. Some of the scariest monsters, um, you know. And it would have been, be been more interesting if he turned those orphans into wrestlers, like some sort of Red Sparrow scenario. You yeah. know what I mean? Just training them up. Yeah. Training them up from, from their youth. He did make a uh, – he did have a Jason the Terrible uh, wrestler, and that was uh, Jason. Uh, it was just a Jason uh, from from uh, Friday 13th. Um, they also had Lord Humongous, who was a character based on uh, Blade Runner. Uh, not a Blade Runner, uh, Mad Max. Lord Humongous. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they oh, hit, Lord Humongous, yeah. And, yeah, they had him as a character. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is, other characters that would, uh, would, would have been good, been good for Halloween. Uh, the Great Muda is always great because he had great makeup. And he also he had a green sure. face and also spit mist. But, you know. Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. If you got some shoulder pads, you can just uh, you don't some even, spikes on there. No, those <laughs> those are the Road Warriors. Road Warriors. Never yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I but the Bushwhackers, <laughs> all you need is camouflage pants and a tank top, and fucking eat That's some right, sar- yeah. eat some sardines, and you're a bushwhacker, you know. Um, sure. Yeah, it, if I was to be a, like, I dressed up as the Ultimate Warrior before. Uh, I did the nice. Ultimate Warrior at a high school um, when I ran for student council. I delivered my speech as the Ultimate Candidate, so I had a full makeup on, and I had my fucking biceps tied off, and I ran to the ring. Did you win? Of course I did. I was the ultimate candidate. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I destroyed the competition. I actually, uh, maybe politically incorrect now, but one of the things I did was my friend had a a female mannequin. I was running against a female, and uh, he had a female mannequin from his father's store. So what happened was um, I was going to body press a female mannequin and drop it off the stage. And it was going to look awesome. But then I realized, oh, that's not a good idea because she's a female. So instead, we just put a mask on my buddy and he had a trench coat on and he walked out and I pressed him and dropped him off the stage. So it was better. Cause... That was a smart thinking. That was that was a, a good adaptation, I think. Yeah, because I think it would have backfired if I dropped. Like, is he, you know, now today, intergender wrestling is widely accepted. Uh, that's but back true. then. People who still probably have the attitude like when Andy Kaufman was intergender wrestling and saying this is, not, <laughs> yeah, say, this is yeah. nonsense. But Andy Kaufman yeah, was just not. trying to get laid. I was just trying to win an election. So that's pretty much it. Uh, that's just a roundabout way of trying to get laid, if you ask me. But That's what he was doing. He had to tape his boners down before he fucking wrestled women. Oh, that's really weird. That's kind of, uh, and, then as he had, and then as he had them in holds, uh, he would say... Um, would you like to go out after this? And they, <laughs> Jeez. And they would be like, oh, oh, okay, of course, you're on TV. And uh, that's how we would pick up girls. Wow. Yeah, yeah, pretty interesting. Um, so with that said, with this we're done. We just fucking went through 47 minutes of us uh, talking wrestling. How easy was yeah, that? Yeah, and I feel like, you know, there's a lot of education on my part. But, uh, you know, I do. I think there's a lot of parallels between wrestling and comedy. And uh, it's fun when you get to kind of well, throw down the pageantry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, at the end of wrestlers' careers, they will step into comedy bars and they will tell their stories. And um, when I retire from comedy, I that's when I plan on stepping into the ring. And, it's true. Uh, it's true. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a manager. So, um, you know, and... They wanna... say they say that uh, comics, you know, all want to be musicians. Musicians kind of wish they could do comedy. I yeah. think there's there's got to be a parallel like that with wrestling. Like we did a show one time uh, at the Park Theater here in Winnipeg, and it was called the Drunk Show. So it was a booze themed night. Um, so we did this one show. Basically, everyone got you know the idea is you get inebriated, see if you can still your do your act. But people people got, like all the comics on the show got Manitoba drunk. You know yeah, what I mean? they would pedal down. They were in sixth gear. Um, the one guy who did the best came out with like a tri-cornered hat and yeah. like a bell and did kind of like a town crier type character. <laughs> yeah. And he did the best. So we realized, like, okay, like this is just a sloppy drunk show. But like if we add in some of the pageantry, you know, 
pull off some characters and stuff, then, uh, you know, it'll go better. So we learned that for the second time around. So the second time around, I had my buddy who plays guitar come out with me and I punched like chains and some shades and like a big, big hoodie. And in between each joke, I would point to him and he would do like a face melter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the crowd loved it. Obviously it was, it felt like a big wrestling style show, but, uh, at the end of my set, cause I was like, I'm going to be too drunk to, to see the light basically to know what I'm done. So I just told him, play the stone cold Steve Austin intro music. So I'll know like, that'll be my light. Yeah. And then my good friend, John Duff painted on like under my shirt. I don't even remember this to be honest with you. It's kind of, it's very hazy, but he put John 316 on my belly uh, in black, black Sharpie. And yeah. then, so when he started playing that song, I popped my top off and then I had them throw me two beers. I did the stone cold beer crush, <laughs> got off stage, puked, fell in it. And that was the end of my night. But right that moment of doing the stone cold Steve Austin thing, I got to kind of live on my wrestling fantasy. It was pretty fun. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. That's a, we, we can't even think of a better way to go out here on, 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 on talking wrestling where, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and, sure. cause tomorrow night, I guarantee, I guarantee you, there's going to be a lot of Stone Colds ringing doorbells to get their pieces of, of chocolate, and if they don't get the chocolate, they're going to just open up a can of whoop ass, and, uh, and, and they'll be like, why did you stun me for that chocolate bar? And then the answer is going to be like, because Stone Cold said so. So, exactly. folks, happy Halloween. Thank you for joining happy us. Happy Halloween, buddy. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for joining us on the podcast. Jordan, where can we find you online if we want to check you out? You can check me out on Instagram, uh, Jordan Wellwood with one L, W-E-L-W-O-O-D on Instagram. Uh, i got some stuff coming up on YouTube. got an album coming out uh, probably in the next couple months, so watch out for that. All right, and, uh, and uh, folks, you know you can always find me uh, at any of the talking wrestling platforms or any of the Casey Corbin platforms. Uh, I'm Google's number one Casey Corbin. Uh, if you Google Casey Corbin, you will find me and the show as well. Uh, with that said, thank you for letting us put a, a headlock on your ear for a while, and thank you for joining us this week on this week's episode and issue of Talking Wrestling, and we will see you next week in the month of November. Till then. Have a great one and have a safe Halloween. Good night. Goodbye. Adios. That's it. Thank you. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.